0: To the Crossum Wrestling Entertainment podcast.
1: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. It's great to see all of you here for the Crossum Wrestling Entertainment podcast. I'm Noah Cross, your host, joined by my co-host Tyler Bard and our special guest today, the Straight Edge Angel himself, Mr. Kyle Torres.
2: Welcome. Thank you, guys, for having me. Man, looking forward to it. Bored.
1: Well, glad to have you here. We're gonna talk, as everyone knows, some AEW wrestling here on episode number eleven.
0: Yes. Kyle's a bit of a wrestling fan. Do you want to introduce yourself a little bit, Kyle? Let's do it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So my name is Kyle. I've been watching wrestling for about twelve years or so, and pretty much been hooked since I first started watching it. Watch everything, everything I get my hands on, AWW, all pretty much all indies, but here we're talking about AEW, so
0: Look forward to that. Let's go. Sounds like you're our go to guy. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. I'll, I'll
1: say this Kyle definitely has a more in depth wrestling knowledge than we do. In the sense yes. of he watches so much and he knows so much about wrestling. It's fun talking wrestling with Kyle. So you'll all get to see that and hear that today or this morning. And the show of AEW, I think we can all agree, was spectacular. I mean, It was such a good show. I I, I had a lot of fun watching it. I was telling Tyler and Kyle before we went on the air that I was actually watching it a second time this morning just to watch it again because I enjoyed it so much. And we'll get into that. And the night kicked off with quick action right from the very beginning with Ricky Starks versus Darby Allen. Our night opened up with Ricky Starks versus Darby Allen. And this was a real good match. It was a real fun to watch. Uh, They hit the ground running. Darby countered a spear with a guillotine choke and then went for submission early on. Starks would gain control short after, slamming Darby to the floor. Starch would pummel Darby into the floor, trying to keep momentum on his side. Darby used his speed to regain control of the action when he uh, locked a quick submission in, which almost caused Starks to tap. Darby would capitalize on the injured back of Starks with a coffin drop to secure the win just after Darby's win. He didn't have much time to celebrate as Brian cage, which stormed the ring to try to tear apart Darby Allen, but he was quickly met by the monster. Oh, I always say this guy's huge. Will Hobbs uh, to stop Brian cage and keep him from picking on the little guy, as we'll say. Great start to the show is the note that uh, we have here. And I mean, guys, I want to hear what you thought of this match.
0: Yeah, go ahead, Kyle. What do you
2: think? Okay. Um, I think for me, if I remember right, this was probably my match of the night. I love this match. Uh, Also, I think Ricky Starks, top three best spears I've ever seen in my Mm -hmm. life. This dude kills people with his spear. It is insane. Uh, Darby, Darby's one of my favorite guys in the entire company. I hope to see him as world champion within the next couple of years. Um, Overall, really, really good stuff. This match was a great start to the show. Really into it, No, for sure. I really love this. Yeah, they're one. a
0: lot of fun. I, I, you know, I've always hated on Ricky Starks a little bit, um, <laughs> and, and I think it's just because I don't like his character. But I am a big fan of Taz, um, so I like the way that they are uh, vibing together. Um, and I, uh, I'm, I was okay with this opening match. This was a lot of fun. It felt kind of brutal. Ricky Starks was being bent in ways that I didn't know a person could be bent. Um, <laughs> so it was a, a good start and an exciting open.
1: No, for sure, man. For sure. It was a great way to start the show. We always say you got to hit the ground running and end it even hotter. And they definitely nailed it with the hitting the ground running part. We'll get to the main event later. Uh, Just after that was a segment that I was looking forward to. And can I just say, Cody's entrance? Oh, my gosh. Was that thing just awesome? I don't know what it is, like the red lighting and then the gates opening up in the middle and then Cody walking out and, um, you know, all that greatness that was Cody Rhodes coming through the, through the, uh, walkway there. What, I mean, did anyone else have that emotion? Tyler, did you have that emotion in watching that entrance or no?
0: Uh, super excited to see him come out like that. Uh, looking like his, his newest, oh, uh, persona. Um, oh, so God. I'm very happy to see that Cody's back in action and, uh, more serious than ever. You know, it's a good look for him. The dark hair really brings it out. Um, and you know, he's just got, look at that smug face. He just looks like he's ready for a fight at any time. No, seriously though. Um, so yeah, I was very excited to see Cody, uh, accept the, uh, the fight. So, uh, yeah, you want to what happened here mr cross yes
1: yeah, so cody returned for a special interview uh he spoke of the shame that he felt because of his three-minute loss to mr Brody lee and then he just quickly turned around and headed to hollywood where he captured an opportunity there and the entire time he was still confused as to what he was becoming he couldn't shake the memory of losing in such a devastating fashion uh, dasha then asked if cody would accept lee's challenge of the dog collar match And Cody answered with a head-scratching no originally. And in all honesty, I was like, wait, what? Because he was sort of talking about he was an executive uh, vice president. He had a lot of other things that he had to worry about maybe or it wasn't worth his health to face someone who decimated him in their first bout. Cody would begin to walk towards the back. He would turn around quickly and grab the mic and say no, as in no regrets, then accepting the challenge from Mr. Brody Lee. This led to the Dark Order storming the ring uh, where Brody and Cody was, began to brawl. Chaos took over the arena as mini bouts were breaking out all over the place between Nyla Rose, uh, Brandy Rhodes, so many other people just going at it. The locker room would empty, as they always do when two people are fighting, because why not? And uh, they would pry apart Cody and Brody Lee to sort of end this segment, as Brody would break free or Cody would break free. And then eventually Brody was like, screw this and just left. Uh, so I know Tyler, you said you weren't a fan of this fight here, but t- Kyle, uh, what'd you think of this, uh, the promo that Cody cut, uh, you know, overall?
2: Uh, the promo itself I thought was pretty good. I wasn't a fan of the ending of the promo though. I think if he was just going to accept the match anyway, should have just accepted the match. You could have had the intensity that he had afterwards and all that stuff, hmm. but I don't, I don't like the end of that promo, but the fight, the fight was fun. Really enjoyed that. Uh, I like, I am a personally a big fan of just total chaos when mm. things happen on a show. So I thought that was cool. I was into yeah. that.
1: Hey Kyle, I'd have to agree in saying that like, I didn't get the whole no. And then like pretending you weren't going to accept. Cause to yeah. me it was just like, wait, I don't get it. Cause like I said, I was a little confused. I was like, is he really just not going to. Fix up the match, and then like we're gonna lead into this. Like Brody's gonna piss him off more or something. Yeah. Um, so I agree with you in saying that he should have just had the intensity. He should have been like, "Do I accept? Absolutely." And then just went off, and then Brody Lee can come out like, "Oh, you accept? Yeah, okay. Let me beat you down now, then, or something along those lines." Mm-hmm. Uh, so I agree, it was weird to, I guess, do the double, the double, fake, the fake out there, and he wasn't gonna um, accept, and then he did accept. But overall, I like Cody's intensity in the promo. And Tyler, you mentioned that you didn't enjoy the fight
0: um you know it just felt a little too prolonged um it felt like it got out of hand i didn't like the fact that just out of nowhere nyla was just like i'm gonna beat you up and just joined from the outside and just had and they really didn't address it like they were just like oh well that's happening and then we never looked at the the women fighting again it was all focused in on the ring and it just felt kind of random at that point but you know, I I love Mr. Brody Lee and Cody's uh rivalry. Um so I'm excited to see it continuing. Um be prepared everyone for a lot of blood. This match is going to be brutal. Uh, and I am very excited to see this. Um I don't think Cody wins. I think it'll be an upset. I think Brody Lee continues to retain, but um we'll we'll get to that towards the end of the show. All
2: yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Fair enough. So uh, next up here, we led into what I would say was my match of the night, at least, was the AEW Tag Team Championship match, where we saw SCU take on FTR, not as much emphasis on the R as the U, with Tully Blanchard there. Before this, uh, there was a backstage interview where Tony Schiavone asked FTR about a potential match with the Young Bucks. Uh, Dax and Cash played down the idea saying Matt and Nick Jackson didn't really deserve the opportunity. They didn't prove themselves or they never earned it. Then out of nowhere Matt would knock out Shavoni with a super kick leaving FTR and the announced team confused. Kyle, what was your react I mean what's your reaction to this Matt and Nick Jackson sort of losing their minds in a sense over these last few weeks?
2: I feel like I shouldn't say it's sudden because there's been a build to it. Just them losing like their bigger matches and all all that, but I don't know. It feels kind of out of the blue that all of a sudden they just kind of attack whoever they see and just. I feel like there should have been a little bit more to it, but I mean, I'm into it. I'm into seeing where it goes. Um, I'm a big fan of the Bucks. Uh, if they're turning heel, that's when they've done a lot of their best work. Um, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see where it goes.
1: Yeah, for sure, I'm excited to see where it goes too. Um, to me, the whole like. I don't, I like how Taz had the react, or oh, no, I'm sorry, it was JR who had the reaction of like, what are, like, what are the young looks doing? Like, they're just kicking referees or kicking um, Shivoni? like, what the hell? And then FTR is like, wait, why, why did he kick Shib-? All right, whatever. Like, cause they almost wanted to say like, oh, why, why do you pick on the real wrestler or pick on the little guy? Sure. But they're heels. So they didn't really want to, you know what I mean? Like they had that yeah. weird in the middle of like, I'm not going to defend Shaboni because I don't care. Uh, but at the same time, they were like, what's actually going on? Anywho, uh, just after Hardwood and Wheeler made their way to the ring to defend their AEW Tag Team Championships against Frankie Kazarian and Scorpio Sky of SCU, FDR would try to uh, and keep the match to their usual all-fists old-school pace, but SCU had plans of their own. Sky and Kazarian would be all over the place using their quick pace offense to keep FDR at bay. FDR would remain in control by slamming Sky onto the arena floor uh, just before the commercial break. When we came back, Sky would Create separation, uh, then make the tag to Kazarian, who went off on both Hardwood and Wheeler. Uh, and would you agree, Kyle, if I said Kazarian was the looked the best in this match?
2: Um, yeah, I'd probably say so. He looked—I mean, he's incredible what he does. All—all all four of them are. But yeah, mm-hmm. I would probably i probably agree with that. Yeah.
1: No, absolutely. I mean, he just tore it up. And you know, I, I know you love SCU. I mean, I'm wearing my SCU shirt now. This is the worst year I've ever lived in. You know, yeah. in the sense of uh, this 2020 here is brutal this year and i say um, everyone at work
0: loves that shirt all my customers are <laughs> like oh where'd you get that like, yeah I let me that. direct you to this podcast <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh man good stuff good stuff but yeah so anyway i was just saying kazarian uh tags Sky back into the action nsu tried to put the champs away uh, a bit of miscommunication actually caused kazarian to bump into sky uh giving ftr uh, almost The near win and the near fall after near fall continued. And this was a match full of near falls. I mean, goodness, they were going off on each other. The end would happen when Tully Blanchard became the difference maker and he helped Wheeler chop down Sky and then held his feet along with hardwood to keep Sky from being able to kick out, giving the win to FTR. I personally enjoyed the finish here. I enjoyed the entire match. I thought it was great. I thought the tolly Blanchard getting involved here made perfect sense because SU is a team that I totally want to see have the tag team championships one day. And that they just lost randomly on an episode of Dynamite, it might not have been as impactful. It would have been a little impactful on them, I guess. So to me, having this set up and to where Tolly Blanchard is really the big force in helping them win, I enjoyed it. Um,
0: yeah, Tyler- it makes sense. I just, yeah, I yeah. don't, I don't know. Um I don't know what FTR was was uh was thinking. It almost felt like they uh picked SCU for these titles because they thought they were gonna be able to walk over them. Um and SCU proved that they are one of the greater tag teams in the division for a reason. And I think FTR almost had to pay the price, and Tully Blanchard had to take the cowards way out. Um and I'm I'm really curious to see what Kyle thinks about this though, if if you enjoyed it or not.
2: Um yeah, I thought it was good. Um I'm in the I'm kind of in the same camp as Noah where it uh, kind of does protect them from if they have to ever challenge for the belts again. But at the same time, uh, I think they're a pretty well-established tag team that I think taking a loss to the champions wouldn't be that big of a deal. They are pretty well-protected. They get a lot of wins. I don't know how much you guys watch Dark, but they're on Dark a lot. Mm-hmm. They win on Dark a lot. So I'm, I'm not too concerned about their record if they ever get tag title shots again, I think they'd be just fine.
1: Hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'd have to agree there in the sense of uh, that. But overall, that match was spectacular. I enjoyed every second of it. It was great to see two tag teams tear it up uh, in the ring, to say the least. As
0: always on Dynamite, two tag teams tear it up. Yes,
1: absolutely. Always fun to watch. Always fun to watch. Uh, That led us into our next bout here where we saw the young Isaiah Cassidy take on the mm, veteran. We'll go with that, not old. Veteran, Chris Jericho. Uh, (laughs) Not called old.
0: Maybe he'll he'll tweet at you. You're old, Chris. You suck.
1: Yeah, but you don't mean that,
0: Tyler. Tweet me. Do it.
1: (laughs) You don't mean (laughs) that. Uh, Tyler, (laughs) want to take us through this
2: one?
0: Oh, man. What a fun match. I actually Mm. really enjoyed this. Um, So it was... Before it started, obviously, they had to mention that we are approaching the 30-year celebration of Mr. Chris Jericho. Um, but, yes, Jericho uh, made his way down to the ring, followed by the Inner Circle for his match with Private Parties Isaiah Cassidy, who was backed by Mark Queen. Queen? Or I, always, I think Gwen. it's Queen. I always say Queen, and then Kyle's like, no, it's Quinn. Um, but we'll get there, Kyle. I promise. This is one I have <laughs> trouble with. Uh, and we'll talk about Noah's in a little bit.
2: We don't have to (laughs) (laughs) No, we will. Oh, we will.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And of course, uh, Matt Hardy. Uh, Cassidy would use his agility to kick off the match at a quick pace, even catapulting him to the floor. After a head-scratching exchange (laughs) between Jericho and Dr. Luther in the stands, Cassidy wiped Le Champion out with a plancha that also dropped the other inner circle members. Jericho slowed his opponent's momentum during the break, working him over as Jake Hager, Santana, Ortiz, and Sammy Guevara taunted Cassidy from ringside. Uh, back from the commercial, Cassidy uh, f- fought his way back into the match and scored a stunner, which was gorgeous, into a near fall. A second uh, gave way to another two count, and Cassidy got to his knees, uh, got the knees up onto a lion's salt attempt only to fall prey to his own finisher by Cassidy. the young babyface followed up by the with the code with a code breaker for another two as he attempted to put Jericho away with his own arsenal. Unfortunately, the young star uh, would attempt a springboard that earned him the Judas effect and led to Jericho's hard-fought victory. Um, wow, I didn't expect this much out of Isaiah Cassidy and maybe that's me being a little naive mm. um, because after last week's um, promo, where he sounded like he was a fifth grader calling Jericho a mini poopoo head. Um, I didn't expect too much coming out of this match. Um, we've seen promos on TNT before where they're allowed to at least throw a curse word or two in there uh, and even be a little bit more aggressive. And Isaiah Cassidy was basically like, you smell like doodoo," so I'm, I'm going to take you down. Um, so I'm very happy to see that the match proved me wrong. <laughs>
1: Damn it, Tyler!
0: I see Kyle shaking his head. Um, Damn it, Tyler! Is there something wrong, Mister Kyle?
2: No, no, I don't. I'm not totally disagreeing with you, but at the same time, <laughs> I think I do think that they have to have a little bit more trust in him because he is so young. I think he's younger than we are, actually. Um, but I, I think that's more so what it is. I think they're not letting him go all the way quite yet uh, in promos, just for that reason. They you think they wanted... wrote
0: the poopy baby lines for him?
2: I don't think they wrote the poopy baby lines for him, but I do think that they wanted to probably reel him in because he is young. He's not as, um, I guess, I don't know. I can't think of the right word. I guess mature or whatever to um, do promos like that, I guess. Right. I think that'll come with time.
0: Uh, yeah. Look, he, he, he showed promise. Um, That was exciting. And it's, it's, It's funny because I'm going to sound a little hypocritical here because when we talk WWE, I hate when these tag teams break up and have singles matches and then they have people who are singles wrestlers who become tag teams. But I loved this one. This was really good. um, Having these singles, these guys go in a singles competition when they're both parts of big faction or a faction or a tag team. Um, so I think you're right. I think he's got a bright future ahead of him. Um, and he showed it in this match. He's just got to work on the little poopy, poopy microphone microphone skills and we'll be good to go.
1: (laughs) All righty. Well, fantastic! Yeah, I mean, all in all, I I would agree. I enjoyed the heck out of this match. It was a great watch. It's good to see two different styles clash. You know, it's good to see a quick pace versus Jericho's methodical pace. There, Um, what do we think of the alignment with Matt Hardy here? I mean, was I missing something or like?
0: It's been on and off for the last two months. They've Mm -hmm. been hanging out together. Really, not much to it. Matt kind of managed, quote, quote, them where he would come out with them to the ring and be, Mm -hmm. you know, their hype man, I guess. Um, So it's more of just a friendship than it is a partnership.
2: Mm.
1: Yeah. I hear you. I hear you 100%. But yeah, I mean, all in all, like I said, it was a great match. It was a fun watch. And I hope to see more matches similar to this where we get to see like old school versus new school go at it. So it was great.
0: I like it. Yeah, definitely.
1: I liked it a lot. Next up, we got to who many would say is the most entertaining man in AEW, Orange Cassidy versus 10. Mm-hmm. Orange Cassidy sought to revenge his loss to Mr. Brody Lee in last week's TNG Championship match against the Dark Orders 10. Cassidy was accompanied by the best friends, as usual, uh, while 10 had his fellow cultists along with Colt Cabana and the others at ringside. From the How episode. funny
0: is it that Colt Cabana is in a cult? <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead, Noah.
1: Cassidy still, <laughs> 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 oh gosh!
0: No, it's okay. You go ahead. We'll just—it's fine. You can continue. Cassidy, I just Cassidy I still the in there.
1: Cassidy's still uh, suffering, obviously, from the uh, beating that he took from Lee a few a week ago. Overcame and was able to—I mean, pretty much win in a pretty easy, impressive fashion here by just taking out ten and giving him the orange punch. Which I mean,
0: I'm
1: a, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I can't even say I'm not like I like how he takes off the uh the arm guard and he like just places it onto the ground nicely. Yeah,
0: because you know then, that makes the punch so much. Stronger. And then
1: hits yes, Tyler. It does make the punch <laughs> a lot stronger. Okay,
0: she just put it on his knuckles because that's how ineffective that finishing maneuver is. <laughs> right?
1: And um, so yes. He won with the Orange Punch there. There is Orange Cassidy in all his glory. I enjoyed this match. I always enjoy watching Orange Cassidy. I have no problem with the Orange Punch. Kyle, I'd like to hear your opinion. Give me your opinion on the Orange Punch and then tell me about the match.
2: Um, I am a fan of the Orange Punch. I have no problem with the Orange Punch. I think it's a cool move. Does it maybe make sense that someone as, I guess, small as orange well, you is can say
0: it. it's all right you won't piss off adam cole he's not here right now you can say small.
2: wow okay <laughs> as i sit here in all my undisputed era gear um <laughs> Um, no, but I do. I do think it's cool. I do think it's maybe not as believable as a finisher, but I also really could give a crap about stuff like that. So I know some people probably feel that way. I don't. No, really yeah,
0: no, I get it. If we're going to um, the suspension or disbelief, yeah, definitely, it's yeah. an incredible looking move. Yes. Yeah, but I think it's believable it well. as the heart punch.
2: Although the heart punch is a totally different thing, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, as far as the match itself goes, um, yeah, it was mostly just. Orange just kind of—it was like a showcase match for Orange, and that's cool. I think Orange is fantastic. Orange is one of the most entertaining people in the company, as you were saying before. And uh, I look forward to bigger things from him. Yeah, not good stuff. Well, you, Tyler.
0: Yeah, it was. I mean, great, awesome. Orange got a squash match, basically. Um, so it was—it was cool to see him come in and uh, and and do what he was doing, um, and and just have a win after his big loss last week. Um, so I think, I don't know if maybe this was a move, um, by, uh, management for AEW that was like, Oh, he lost. We got to quick, quick before people think we're burying him. Let's, let's give him a quick win. Um, because we all know, but we all know how fickle us wrestling fans can be, was, you know, your favorite guy was. takes one loss and they're like, he's buried. That's it. That's the end of his career. That's the end. He, he's never going to win a match again. And it, us three, we know better. We are. We've been wrestling fans for a long time, but you know, people who are new to the business and might just be casual, more casual fans, think, "Oh, that's it. My guy lost. That's it. That's the end of him. He, 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 you're not allowed to lose. You must win every match."
2: No, I, um, could, see I, could, uh, I could see. I could see And it
0: obviously is more important in AEW because they make it a feature to show your win loss record. Um, so it is. It is a big moment for him to get another win. So I'm glad he did.
1: Yeah. No, for sure, dude. I loved it. Um I would turn over the um this this next match to you however it's Brittany well, we don't need
0: to it's fine we can just and skip it if what, you'd
1: like I know what you would do so therefore I'm going to do it and then I'll call to you for the main event
0: Okay, great. Thank you so, so much.
1: As oh, just look at her. Britt Baker. Come on, let's hear a nice round of applause here.
0: Kyle, don't do it. Kyle, no. no, no, doctor, no. Thank you. No, you know what, Kyle? This has earned you your very <laughs> this has earned you your very first No, you, this,
1: this is <laughs> called Cross of Wrestling Entertainment. Put back on that screen. As I was saying. Tyler, this is just like the baseball podcast. See, Like I try to do one little piece of praise for someone that <laughs> I like and you don't, and the whole world <laughs> <buy it in. laughs>
0: fine. Talk about Brett Baker, yes,
1: the one and only Britt Baker. Can <laughs> I just laugh so
0: I can go to sleep?
1: Oh my gosh, this he did not. He did not. As I was saying, uh, I I, can I just say how much I enjoy Britt Baker's entrance here. Like I'm a sucker for a good entrance, and I like the whole the doctor will see you now on the screen, and that voice comes over, and then you just see DMD and Britt Baker comes out. I love her theme song. I think she's got a hell of a ton of swagger. I think she's great. Britt Baker versus Red Velvet here. Great uh, to see Britt Baker back in action after being gone uh, for the first time in months. She's back with Reba, obviously, but that's you know what you're gonna do. Um, a focused Baker uh, toyed with Velvet early, then uh, paid for it as the baby face caught a rusty heel off guard uh, on more uh, than one occasion. A wicked clothesline slowed down things um, for the doctor and turned the tide back in her favor. Baker ultimately delivered a fisherman neckbreaker and stomp for the win. Afterwards, she applied the lockjaw as an example uh, on the one-sided victory. As an exclamation point, I should say, on the one-sided victory. Britt Baker. I mean, her and Bailey, the role models. I mean, yeah. If they, like I said, if they were in the same company, I couldn't buy the shirt fast enough. If if Bailey and, and uh, Britt Baker were ever a tag team, there. I mean, you got a doctor and you have an upstanding citizen.
2: Oh, I just, upstanding, yes.
1: Of those two women, I don't think there's anybody who who could even hold a candle to them. And Britt Baker came back and proved why she is. The best of the best in AEW's women division by beating Red Velvet here. I mean it was an easy victory. Oh, yeah. I don't even, I don't even think I need to call.
0: has wrestled maybe once on the main roster. I don't even it think I have possible. to
1: call for other opinions in this one because there's just facts. I'm
0: yeah, just I mean, I'd facts. rather not. Like we can just move on. Is, is I, I Kyle has something to say.
1: I do want to hear no Kyle, please please help me out here. Please help me speak some reason into Tyler here as to why Britt Baker is great.
2: Yeah, I think Britt is probably one of the best women they got on that roster. Um, she's still very new. She's only been wrestling for, like, what, three, four years or so. Mm. But I think in that time, she's become very, very good in ring. She's a. I think she's a great promo. I'm personally really into her. She's not necessarily my favorite on the roster, but she is definitely up there. I think she's great, and I do see big things in her future as well. well I'm curious now.
0: Who is her favorite?
2: Uh, it's probably between Swole and so –
0: awesome. Probably Sheeta. Okay. Hmm. I'm a, I'm a big Penelope fan myself. but
2: Penelope's great as well, yeah. Um,
0: Absolutely. Yeah, and you're just not Britt Baker, you know? That's all. <laughs>
2: one thing, I'm
1: going to go off script just a, a tad bit here, uh, but, but before I turn it over to the main event here, one thing that um, I want to talk yeah, about me is too. this segment. But, oh, gosh, this guy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like this. I have power here. This oh, is good. This seat gives me. We're, power.
1: Gonna to, we're gonna have to talk to our producer and, and turn the reins <laughs> <range> back over. <laughs> for, uh, wrestling entertainment. But anyway, uh, one thing I do want to talk about, just quickly, is the segment with uh, Mark, Miro and Kip Saban, where they were, oh, that's like, right, that's uh, right. Dave and Buster's, or they were just having a guy's day, and Miro was trying to plan the bachelor party. Do we enjoy the role that Miro? is in some people are saying they don't like it. They wish he was yep. just coming in and beating people up. Some people say it's funny. And I like the, the gist of it. I'll give my opinion at the end. Tyler, start us off. What do you think of how they're using Miro
0: here? I get it. I understand why they're doing it. Um, the initial entrance is a kind of, they used a shot at WWE with the whole Twitch thing. Um, so okay. I understand this movement that they're doing with him. Uh, I prefer Miro slash Rusev for you people who might not know who we're talking about. Uh, I prefer Miro uh, as a heel. I think he's a great heel. Um, his face work is okay. It just feels forced. And uh, it's funny because he's probably one of the nicest guys uh, that <laughs> in the wrestling business. But his heel work is really, really good. And maybe it'll be turning on Kip Sabian. And uh, and that'll be his ultimate rise to a potential uh, title opportunity. Maybe against Brian Cage or Will Hobbs, depending on who wins the title next week. Um, so we'll see what happens in the future. But I'm, I'm, I'm already over it.
1: Okay, fair. Kyle, what do you think? Do you enjoy how AW is using Nero?
2: I don't know how much you guys have seen of him. Just like maybe his Twitch or whatever he actually does things on. But this is very much him. This is him as a character on TV. This is exactly yeah. who he is as a person. So like you were saying, this feels force. This feels totally natural to me. This is exactly how he acts. Um, I kind of do dig him in his role. I do want to see him eventually kind of move out of this role obviously cause he's great. I want to see him possibly going for like the TNT title one day or something like that. But for now in the role that they have put him in where he may be this totally chill, he jokes around all that stuff, but he gets in the ring as we saw was it last week when he had his debut um, that he'll go out there and just kill someone. So I'm for it. I think it's cool. And I do think that at some point in the near future, he will uh, probably come out of this role as a more serious and vicious competitor probably so yeah,
1: yeah absolutely and again that's why i would i would agree with kyle there and saying like to people who are like this is terrible and they're just killing him before he even gets to get any momentum and just give it a little time you got to build someone i guess um even though he doesn't really need a too much building but getting him into this type of storyline and setting him up to be big things in the future as you said kyle is definitely the way i could totally see this going and i would love to see him face off against uh for you know the tnt championship one day even maybe the aw world championship i would love to see that as well yeah uh, so there's a lot of ways that they could go with this and just kind of saying now that oh this is it this is stupid i think it's you know i think we're speaking way too soon just give them a little bit of time to build up uh what miro can be which is greatness so we'll get there i uh, just wanted to go on a side note there next up uh tyler I said that I would like you to tell us about our main event here and your boy, John Moxley versus The Butcher. What did you think? Yeah.
0: Of? So it was initially going to be, uh, it was advertised as an opponent of Eddie Kingston's choosing. Um, and we were pretty set on the fact that it was going to be one of the Lucha Bros. Um, and then when he came down to ringside with both of them, we're like, oh, well, I guess it's set in stone. Uh, it's going to be one of them. But which one? Both of them are here. Uh, I guess we were wrong, huh? Because then this happened. When I saw this monster of a man uh, stalking John Moxley uh, coming into the ring, I was like, oh boy, this is not going to be uh, what Moxley was expecting. So, uh, like I said, Eddie Kingston, accompanied by the Lucha Bros, hit the ring uh, with referee Bryce Remsburg. He asked the referee why he called for the bell when he never heard Kingston tapping out. Remsberg explained himself saying that all of the personal friendship between them does not equate for professional favoritism. That was an awesome moment that um, kind of uh, highlighted the indies again and how these guys have known each other for so many years. Um, and he's like, what are you doing? You're, you're, you're protecting the golden boy over me. And it looked like he was about to get physical, uh, but John Moxley hit the ring as it looked like the official may be in trouble. As the AEW world champion appeared poised to go to war with Penta or Rey, Kingston revealed that his opponent was sneaking up behind him, the Butcher. Uh, so I personally, just to to bow out of the script here for a second, was baffled at how quickly the Butcher gained control in this match. Mm. He beat the holy hell out of Moxley to start this match. Um, So, yeah, the the big man uh, bowled Moxley over with a clothesline to start and dominated the action throughout the commercial break. He's selling the left knee that had been the focal point of the Butcher's attack. Moxley fought his way back into that match. This is absolutely until this big, absolute monstrosity of a man countered and applied a half crab. Butcher continued his surprising dominance uh, with Moxley's injury proving to be a major component into the match. Uh, But Moxley did fight back uh, throughout the match. Uh, He was cut off uh, with a crossbody that looked like that might be the end for him as well, but uh, the jumping pile driver, Uh, was a close two count from Moxley, which he then uh, countered a clothesline into the double-arm DDT and applied a choke for their submission win. Uh, It almost felt like Moxley uh, escaped with this win. He uh, was on the losing end of this match almost the whole time, and it just took a few little miscalculations from the butcher uh, to cost him a chance at the title. Um, So uh, overall... I thought that was a lot of fun. Uh, I enjoyed that it was the Butcher rather than Penta or Ray because um, they went against my expectations. So I like being surprised once in a while. Um, But I'm curious to see, because I don't know Kyle's opinion on Butcher and the Blade. So um, I don't know how he feels about the guys. Kyle, did you like that it was Butcher who got this opportunity?
2: Um, So before I get into that, I've been watching them on and off for, I think, about two years as a tag team prior to them being here. Also, I knew of Blade for a while because he used to be an impact and he was there for at least like four or five years or so. So I'm pretty familiar with the both of them. Um, As far as this match goes, I don't think I'd ever seen Butcher in any type of singles environment at all. So this was the first time I'd seen that because I've only ever seen him tag. Um, I thought it was good. I'd personally prefer him to not ever leave a tag team because I think he's just better in the tag team role as that big monster with Blade. Um, But I do think he did pretty well. I was also hoping uh, specifically for Penta in this match. See uh, Mox and Penta. I think that would have been incredible. Uh, It's not what we got, but I do hope one day we do get that. But Mm. I thought this match was all right. I I was into it.
0: It's it's cool, too, because the Butcher is a, like Chris Jericho, he's not just a wrestler. Um, He's a musician. I don't know if you knew this, Noah, uh, but he's actually, I believe, the lead guitarist in a band called, um, is it Every Time I Die, Kyle? I don't know if you can correct me on that.
2: That would be Um, it,
0: But one of my friends who's like a casual wrestling fan, uh, really doesn't watch all that much, approached me at work and was like... I hear, uh, he said his, his actual name made a debut and I'm like, I have no idea who you're talking about. (laughs) And he's just like, Oh, I think he goes by the butcher. I go, Oh yeah. He had a title match for the, uh, tag titles the other day. And, um, so it's cool to see, um, as, as our producer loves to say, uh, wrestling transcending out of just the wrestling community Mm. and, uh, in integrating into other communities as well. Um, but yeah, I'm, Excited that he got this title opportunity, but Kyle, I think you said it best, or a singles opportunity, but um I think you said it best. He's he's a great tag team wrestler, and maybe he should stick to it. But yeah. uh Mr. Crossom, do you agree with us?
1: Yeah, I'd have to agree. I mean he's a great tag team wrestler. I enjoyed seeing him in a singles bout here. As you said, he decimated Moxie early. I had a lot of fun watching it. I thought it was a good match, though so I think it was like a impactful main event that was like, oh my gosh, no. Uh, like I said at the beginning of the show. They started the show really hot, and you always want to end the show even hotter. I don't think they hit that mark, unfortunately. How Again, though, I enjoyed the match. I thought it was good. And obviously, this was a regular Wednesday night episode of AEW Dynamite, so I can't say, like, this was a terrible ending to the show. Like, it was the biggest pay-per-view of the year, because it's not true. Uh, but I did like seeing it, and it was a definitely a good swerve. And they gave Moxley one hell of a fight in the likes of um, Butcher, so. So, yeah, it was good. It was good. I enjoyed watching it. And overall, uh, as I said before as well, this this night was absolutely amazing between the tag team matches, the like amazing seeing Britt Baker. You know, I mean, you just can't get any better than that. You're on the trigger, Tyler. I love it. Um, <laughs> I'm just waiting for uh, Robbie yeah, this is to pop back in. Uh, but, yes, yeah, so with that being said, uh, I want to hear Tyler I we talked to you last night, but for the sake of the sh- for the sake of the show, uh, who I'm sorry, what would you give this out of five? Because we're marquee wrestling fans, and that's what we do. <laughs> we uh,
0: we did talk about it last night, but I, I we both agreed it was like a four and a half episode, four and a half star episode. Um, there was nothing that I hated. Um, it all felt like it worked really well. Even the Britt Baker match, I didn't hate that. It was um, someone I didn't know as well being with Red Velvet. Um, but it was nice to see her get a, a victory because, as we all know, as much as I hate to admit it, um, she definitely is uh, one of the top contenders in the business right now. So, um, yeah, good good show. Good show.
1: Absolutely. Kyle, as the marquee wrestling fan that you are, along with Tyler and I, because we've known each other forever, uh, what would you give this show out of five? Because that's what we do.
2: Uh, probably a three and a half. I wasn't overly blown away by
1: anything mm-hmm.
2: in particular. It was a good show. There's nothing I hated, but I wasn't blown away by anything. Yeah. It was all no right. Good
1: stuff. good stuff. I'd have to go with a little more towards the Tyler's angle of like the four and a half, maybe even a little higher. Uh, like I said, I was, I thought there was a good amount of action. I liked Cody's segment. I liked the backside segment with the inner yeah, circle. The box. And uh, MJF was funny to me when they gave away the jacket. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, enjoy- <laughs> I'm enjoying the stuff they did with Miro. Uh and that tag team match between FTR and SCU blew me away. Tyler, I swear, if I see that picture again, <laughs> stop it. No. Oh, my gosh. Um, so, yes, overall, I, I, I loved it. i give it a four and a half, maybe a little bit more. Um, but that leads us into our preview of next week, which is looking like it's going to be one heck of a battle um next week we have chris jericho and jake hager will take on chaos project of luther, luther and serpentico as they were beefing on wednesday night as we saw just in the middle of jericho's match he just started to start wailing on these dudes so they're gonna face off uh and this will obviously be jericho's 30 year celebration this night looking forward to that as well one heck of a career for a man like chris jericho and i mean if you're a wrestler you want to be like that let's be honest uh, brian Ryan Cage will defend the FTW championship against Will Hobbs. That's going to be awesome. These two Titans, these two absolute monstrous human beings are going to face off against each other. This is going to be one true clash. Um, I mean, I'm ready for clash this just- of the
0: Titans. Huh? Yeah.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Good. Thank you. <laughs> It'll be great to see this one, uh, seeing two monstrous human beings just beat each other up. I mean, how do you not like that? Uh, we will have F- <laughs> T- FTR uh, will defend the AW Tag Team Championships against uh, TH2, Jack Evans, and Angelico. This one should be pretty good. I I, made, I would say it's another very different styles of wrestling with FTR being all fists, and TH2 are going to be in there, and they're going to try and keep the pace quick and maybe throw FTR off their game. That's going to be a great match to watch. I will say this again. I really think Tully Blanchard will be involved in the finish of this one as well. I think that will become a trend, to be honest. And then what I, I mean, this is going to be the main event. It has to be right. Uh, Brody Lee will again defend the TNT championship against Cody in, (laughs) I'm not even going to acknowledge it, against Cody in a dog collar match. Uh, This one, like as Tyler said, it's probably going to be a bloodbath. It's going to be ugly. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing it though. It's going to be good to say the least. And this dog collar stipulation is not, easy it's not safe uh in the sense of I guess being a regular wrestling match so I'm looking forward to that as well and I imagine you gents are looking forward to this as well Tyler
0: oh god yeah I have uh I love these stipulation matches that AEW keeps implementing um and I know it's not their creative creation but they're bringing these matches that you'd see more commonly in an indie hall into live television so I'm I'm very excited to see this match
2: yes I'm looking forward to it and Kyle what about you man Oh, definitely. This match is going to be definitely match of the night for sure. They're going to kill it. It's going to be incredible. It's going to be probably a very bloody match, as we were saying before. I, I can't wait for that. It's going to be real fun.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. And with that being said, looking forward to next week's episode of AEW Dynamite. Certainly going to be a good one, just like this last one, and just like the rest of them, because they're all pretty good, to be honest. Uh, With that being said, thank you, Kyle, for joining us. We will definitely have you back again in the future to talk. AEW wrestling talk all things AEW. Uh Tyler, thanks again and and uh, we thank you all for joining us and I am Noah Cross. That's Tyler Bard and that was our good friend there Kyle Torres. And we will see you next time for some more crossum wrestling entertainment. Thank you.
0: some wrestling entertainment podcast.